Hey, everybody, it's Ryan Ripley. Wanted to get a new offering in front of you as soon as possible, evidence-based leadership. And so, as you all know, Todd Miller, myself, and Will Seeley, we're big on evidence-based management. We want to apply it to the leadership space. We all know that modern managers face complex challenges every day. You're juggling a lot of needs, your direct reports, your stakeholders, your customers, they all need constant attention. What we want to do is help you manage that. We want you to use information and data to make good decisions around all of these areas so that we're delivering the right thing at the right time for the right customer. And we know that we're doing that because we're using data and evidence to validate all the things that we're doing. And not only that, we're not just looking at value, but we're looking at our capabilities as an organization. Can we deliver on time? Can we innovate effectively? Do we have too much tech debt? Do we have too many things in process? Are we unable to deliver when the market demands that we do? We look at all of these things with evidence-based management. We merge that into a leadership uh, mindset and lens, and we enable you to make new and better decisions repeatedly based off of the data that you're collecting within your organization. It's exciting stuff. We hope you can join us. Visit agileforhumans.com forward slash EBL course. Join us in one of these offerings. We think you're going to love it. Hope you can join us. Use Agile for Humans, the number four to take another 15% off of this course. And uh, we can't wait to see you there. Hey, it's another day. It's another episode of your daily scrum with professional scrum trainers, Todd Miller and Ryan Ripley. That's Todd. I'm Ryan. We get together each and every day to help you get better with scrum and scrum practices each and every day. Be sure to like and subscribe to this YouTube channel and hit the bell so you never miss future videos. Got a lot of exciting things coming up, some new facilitation content, some becoming a scrum master content, and you never know what else is going to land. So be sure to hit that bell, like and subscribe and never miss a video. Leave us your questions, comments, concerns, general opinions below. Uh, we may or may not answer them. Who knows? No, we answer each and every one of them. Todd's really good at that part. Um, we also have a lot of information about us in the description. Be sure to check that out as well. We teach a lot of courses from uh, scrum.org. We wrote a book called Fixing Your Scrum, and it's right there. Uh, be sure to check that out as well. Uh, You're getting Todd, better at that. You're getting better at that. Like, yeah, right. the, I, 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 yeah. I could be a weatherman, like right there. Todd, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Yep. Super excited about today's. Look, we get a lot of questions about EBM, and I think one of the more common ones is, why are you guys so into this? I don't get it. Mm -hmm. Or it looks like this takes some work to, to really get, and so I don't, you know, it's just, Todd, I, I we get so many of those. I thought maybe we could condense this and just yeah. help. I don't understand evidence-based management. I think we get this a lot, don't we? Yeah, we do get it. We get it a ton. And and I think it's just the, uh, we're just so settled into the measurements that have come before us. Yep. That it's hard to look at, uh, stuff that makes sense with knowledge work. We're still working our way through that, I think. And so I think the alternative uh, and, and, and looking at things that are really objective and sensible rather than things that are output driven, it's new and it's not quite, um, it's, it, it, it's not quite clear yet, but I think it's really a lot simpler than what people think. Yeah, it, it really, it can be. Right. And so we've got the two core pieces of EBM up here on the board. Look, we have goals and we have ways to measure how we're doing as we try to achieve those goals. And so if you think back to, I think when Google came out with OKRs, 
I think it was a very similar concept. We have this big thing we want to do and we want to see if we're getting there. And it ended up turning into something else. Like OKRs turned into the thing. And it and instead of having good ways to measure, I think there were some issues there, right? OKRs can be used really well. We're not against OKRs. But I think the genius behind what Ken and the Scrum.org team, what they came up with here is, look, we have a big strategic goal. We're trying, this is a big dream. This is a big thing we're trying to do. And now we have this intermediate goal that kind of informs our progress. And then we have this intermediate tactical goal. That's the thing that we're working on right now. It's the immediate tactical goal that helps us get towards the intermediate goal. And that intermediate goal helps us hit, are we hitting that big dream? And so yeah. what we do with these goals, it's empiricism, it's inspection and adaptation, right? Yeah. And you know, what's ironic about all of this is the way that you paint it sounds so simple, but when you take this and abstract it and try to put it into an office environment, people are really struggling with definition of goals, Yep. right? Goals tend to be very output oriented. Do we build a lot of stuff? Right. Um, and I think that's where the power of KVAs come in because they paint a different picture of what your goals should be. Yep. Right? It's not to say that a goal couldn't be centered around one of the KVAs, but the bigger picture is considering all four of them. When we say KVAs, key value areas, which is this picture over here on the right. You know, Ryan, you just talked through here. So we talked about uh, the KVAs, unrealized value, future potential market uh, value, things we don't give our customers or new customers today, current value. This is what we're currently delivering to our customers. Time to market, how quick, ability to innovate, how effective, right? Um, yeah. And so I, I think you could potentially have a goal focused on, on, on one of these, but this is bigger picture. And so ultimately we want our goals to encapsulate market really, right? We, we want to, why are we doing the things that we'd be doing organizationally, like ability to innovate and time to market? And that's really for market value, Ryan, right? Yeah. Well, and I, I think these two these two concepts are really at the core, right? As we work towards our intermediate tactical goal, which builds into our intermediate goal, which builds into that big strategic goal, that big value-driven thing that we're trying to do, we should see movement in the in at least one of these four areas. Mm -hmm. I certainly value, right? Yeah. Current value should move. And, and it gives us indications of, uh, are we moving in a good direction? Is our strategic goal, does it make sense, right? We might invalidate one of these goals because of what the KVAs reveal. And so these KVAs act as guides and guards for us because as you can see from the, the idea on the left, look, the goals move and shift and yeah. change and the targets shift. That strategic goal is moving. That's why there's different stars. And we know that it needs to move because of what's revealed through the KVAs, the key value areas. So as we measure these things, like think about time to market, for example, people look at that and they say, well, I don't know what that is. That's our ability to deliver. That's cycle time. That's throughput. That's it's the flow metrics at work. Right. So if you're tracking the flow metrics, if you've read Vacanti's When Will It Be Done and you've implemented those practices, you have time to market covered. You may not have it expressed uh, correctly. You may not have it visually set up, but you have that data. Current value, if you have a product owner and they're a professional product owner working on a scrum team, they know the current value of the work being done. They've, I mean, vision value validation, three Vs of product ownership that a professional product owner has in their heart and minds at all times, you have that data. Now, the two on the left, Todd, are a little trickier, right? 
Yeah, I, I'm not sure that they are really, right? So a product owner should be thinking in terms of unrealized value, right? This is what we should be thinking about. And maybe as a product owner, you have this delegated out and you're trying to figure this out through your awesome user experience people, like that kind of stuff. Ability to innovate, this should be a huge concern of your developers, right? Um, this is what they own, all right? This is the... Uh, this is 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 trying to find early signals where you have problems in your code base for tech that exists yeah. uh, and, and exploring those kinds of things. So I feel like I feel like um, I feel like these are all really answered in Scrum. I think that yep. I think this puts a really good framing around it. I think that the goals is a little trickier, though. Right. Because, yeah. uh, I mean. Um, that's why I think like, looking at the KVs were okay. Goals. I mean, what companies out there have really good strategic goals? How how much of them are customer centric and explicitly clear? So now you're now you're flicking on the ear of a C level, and uh, and and you have to be careful with that. But we can I, come up with better immediate tactical goals. Can, and can I try a breakdown real quick? No, I'm sorry. I, can I try a breakdown real quick? Because people are like, Shoot. we don't get it. So last year. You and I set out with a strategic goal for with for better engagement uh, with our with our past students, possible future students, and audience. Right, our strategic goal was enhanced engagement um, uh, through YouTube. Our intermediate goal uh, was a certain growth subscriber number, and our intermediate tactical goal was to do a episode of YDS every day uh, for three months. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a decent breakdown, isn't it? Yeah, we also um, were uh, really categorically had uh, a bunch of different things that we had here. Unrealized value, right? Was uh, subscribers, yep. right? So it's really interesting because you can use current value and unrealized value, kind of like flip them. Like current value is our current number of subscribers. Unrealized value would be how many subscribers that we're not targeting right now. Yep. An interesting new experiment we have there under unrealized value is our successful facilitation playlist. Because yep. that is moving outside the bounds of Agile. It's moving outside the bounds of Scrum. That's really talking about facilitation in general and how people could get better at that in meetings in the office environment. Yep. So I don't know if we're swinging too much all over the place here and making it easier to understand. I think hopefully all the examples are making sense. Well, and in case that um, if you're looking at this thinking, I think I've got the high high level picture, but I don't understand the details. We have a full EBM playlist here on the YouTube channel that is 100% free. You can, you can roll through all 10, 11, 12 videos. I don't remember the exact number. And by the end of it, along with reading the EBM guide, which is also free on the scrum.org website, you can really start using this. It's as simple as what I just laid out, That how Todd and I use it. Uh, we track this stuff constantly. Todd is a data nerd. He loves being a data nerd. And he tracks this beautifully. He keeps us, uh, and he, he, can, he can tell when class scores start dropping or ticket sales to public courses go up and and we can start looking at, wow, that video really helped us or that initiative didn't work. And it helps us shift our goals throughout the year and, and helps us hit our big strategic goals by the end of the year. And so, yeah. yes, Ryan, I noticed that you didn't say something. What didn't I say? Revenue. Notice uh, we haven't talked about that at all because that because if that were to be our strategic goal, what, what are well, that's that goes against what our mission is. So. Yeah, we don't. We do not optimize for revenue, and uh, it seems to be a good byproduct of doing the right things at the right time for the right people. All right, we hope that's helpful. We know we went a little longer than the normal episode, but this is a big one that's come up a lot lately. Check out the free play- playlist. It'll be at the end of this video. We'll link it all throughout, 
And uh, let us know in the comments what you think. Did this help? Take the, this yeah, take the time for this. This is really important. And this is this is the future of agility. Absolutely. All right. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe. Never miss an episode. Check us out on the socials. Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn are pretty lit. Some videos are going to pop up. One of them is that EBM uh, playlist that I mentioned. Check that out. Dig in. Spend some time. It's worth it. Uh, for Todd, I'm Ryan. Go forward. Start measuring. Use the Use this tool. It is so undervalued and underrated, but it can change the way you look at your work. Uh, let us know what you think and uh, any successes you've had with it. And uh, we'll see you next time. Hey, it's Ryan. If you're enjoying this show and want to take a deeper dive into Scrum with me and Todd, check out agileforhumans.com forward slash training. Be sure to also look at the show notes to subscribe to our newsletter, get a copy of our book, Fixing Your Scrum, and learn more about working with us at Agile for Humans. Thanks for listening and scrum on.